what's good guys welcome back to another week of making sense what's up peoples yes this is a going to be an interesting episode first of it's kind right yeah in terms of it's just me and francis for to now, begin with anyway. for now anyway right so uh, enjoy the next few minutes it's probably going to be the best you've ever heard um i know he feels the same he just he's too i, I do feel the same. well done they're gonna kill us for this you know that right but i don't care you have to live dangerous of course of course, of course of course of course so um this week we are covering luxury goods mm-hmm. um very important topic to the world at large but definitely yeah. i think our listeners definitely i'm not gonna say why are definitely buyers of luxury goods i think so yes so. yes yes i can't i'll be hypocritical to call them them i'm, I'm similar so are you francis why are you putting Mate, them? look at me where's the designer huh Nick, this is night huh this is some Italian guy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. See, that's how you know you have money. Some when you wear trainers by the Italian guy that you don't even know, it doesn't matter. Hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. These shoes cost eighty pounds. Okay. All right. Yours cost like four times, five times that. But, and being a finance guy, you should recognize this. How much did I pay for them? You did not pay four or five times. You think I paid full price? I don't know. No way. Okay. No way. Well, eighty uh, pounds. I paid. Actually, I did. Actually, no, I didn't pay anything okay. because they're a present. Okay. So no, I know, but that, oh yeah, away from that. But my whole thing with luxury goods is, we'll probably get into this. Okay. I I I'll wear them, but I, like anything, I like to get the most for the amount, for the least. Of course, so, you should. You know, if I can get a discount, I'm always gonna do it. Um, and it's just how I value them. But yeah, so I didn't pay the full price. But yes, I have on some luxury that's, goods. That's fair enough. Thank you. Shut up, man. I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna. Sorry, oh. touch on the whole topic. Um, you know, France has got a lot of stuff in regards to how you can invest in luxury goods, not just buy. You'll hear that. You'll also probably see pictures on Instagram about that. Oh, yeah. You know, rich people invest, poor people yep. buy, buy, whatever, yep. whatever. Um, but before we go into that and France kicks off, I'll do our disclaimer. Once again, we're not registered financial advisors and nothing we say on this podcast or have ever said on this podcast is financial advice or meant to be. It's just information for you to do your own research, food for thought, for you to, you know, do what you're doing. Um, go in it, get advice if you think you need it. And yeah, please don't hold us accountable. Don't do That's anything it. just because we said yeah. it. And specifically, because we'll mention all these companies as well. Yes. But this one's very... Um, Indeed. We're not fitting. paid by any of these people. Yeah. Um, when we are, we will let you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see, I've got to speak into existence. That's what Sam would say if she was here. So, all right, then I'll fire you some questions. What are luxury goods? Okay. I think we all kind of know, but... No, in the terms of in, how you would okay, be... Okay, actually, I, so... Go on. I mean, you have a definition somewhere, bro. I do. I have exactly, a couple. Exactly. Front end. Um, so... The, the word luxury, right, mm-hmm. actually comes from the art industry. Okay. Now, if you if you look at the history of arts, so what they used to, a few hundred years ago, anything that was decorated to a very high standard and expensive or rare materials were used, Okay. that was called luxury. Gotcha. So it was like an art object. And then over the years, it's kind of made its way into luxury goods, apparel, yeah, know, yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not TV, cars, or anything that's really expensive, we tend to call luxury goods, right? Got you. So that's kind of yeah. it. Um, if you ask an economist, he would probably tell you a luxury good is something where as your income increases, your demand for that increases even more. Okay. But as you. your income decreases, your demand might not necessarily decrease. Okay, okay. The elasticity, though. Exactly. Okay. So, um, i.e., luxury goods aren't as price elastic. Got you. Right. Um, I sh- no, sorry. Should we should, they're, we they're should tell people price what price elasticity is, then? Okay. I you, think we should. No, I think you're probably, uh, remember, memory of it, probably better than mine. Yeah. It's it, been it's, a while since I studied it. Yeah, it, it just means that, so if, if your income changes, so if there's a product that you buy. Don't flop. I'm not going to flop. All right, if there's go. a product, that, product A, right? And, um, if your income increases, you buy more of that product. 
that product is is price elastic. Yep, I.e., depending on how much your income is, you're buying more or less. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say your income go doesn't go up or down. No, sorry. Let's just say your income goes <laughs> up or down, but your demand for that um, for that for product doesn't increase. Mm-hmm. I.e., although your your income has changed, your demand for that hasn't changed, yeah. and it's not very price elastic. Yeah. So that's what. It yeah, is, I yeah, think the way I remembered it is how sensitive is a product to changes in price. That's the right word. So yeah, yeah, that's basically how much does my demand for it change in respect of the price change. That's yeah. all it is. Some things can go up by loads, and you just like rent that can go up like loads, and we just have to so buy it. Yes, price, not your income. I, yeah. I think I kept saying income. Okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's yeah. The price. Okay, cool. But yes, yeah, so something like rent, that can go up as much as it's going to, and you're pretty much going to pay it unless you move back home. Things like, you know, designer trainers, not so much. If that goes up by, or not even designer trainers, but something very basic, if it goes up by a lot, you probably just stop buying it. Yeah, and also other few things I saw is, um, so luxury brands, the characteristics they have is that they give you a feeling of uniqueness, mm, timelessness. Indeed and necessary authenticity do you say timelessness yes i suppose that's kind of the whole argument behind rolex watches and stuff right yeah they, they never lose their value yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. even though i'm not really into watches yeah so that's what they're saying and also um a luxury good is defined as a luxury good because of its quality durability or performance and it's basically meant to be superior to all its competitors that's and that's another thing right yeah a lot of these designers so some of them you know the whole thing you said around using rare materials yeah some because i've ne- never really been into fashion but john is you'd probably been good on this episode mm. um but sometimes he tells me they do use rare materials and they put yeah. a certain ma- a magic amount of craftsmanship into it yes other products they've literally just slapped their brand on it and that's it and that's it and I think that's my whole thing with the luxury good. Yeah. And not everything we think is a luxury good actually is it's, anymore. Yeah, it is. It's just branded. Yeah, there's there's a difference between a luxury good and a premium good. Yes. Yes. So there's Indeed. that. So the premium good is something where you're getting more for your money, as in they're using something, the material's a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but it's going to last you longer. And that's why the price is a bit more. But a luxury good, you get all of that and you get other stuff, like I said, craftsmanship. Yeah. And they tell you about the history of the item, where Indeed. it was made, yes, yes, the yes, finest, yes. blah, blah, blah. That I can understand to some about, point. You know, the guy who founded it, some <laughs> Italian guy from the mountains, like all that stuff. <laughs> so you get a story and an experience. Yeah, yeah. that's all it product. is. Yeah. But yeah, so what do economists think of luxury goods? Yeah, um, so they... they they think it's um what's the word? It's an irrational thing people people spend money on. Okay. It's irrational because most I, of the I understand that. Yeah, because if, if you think about it, you can find very good competitive com, um what's the word? You you could whatever you want whatever luxury good you want to buy, you could find something a lot cheaper. Yeah. Of very, very similar, if not the same quality. Yeah. But that's I think that's a very objective way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah, right? but that's you know what economy Ex- Exactly, and that's the <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So so but um, if you're say if you're a millionaire and you're spending five hundred pounds on shoes, that, that makes a lot of sense because mm. five hundred pounds to you is nothing. Yeah, it's increased. probably similar to someone spending fifty pounds who earns fifty k. And that's the thing. Even that mindset is quite interesting. Yeah. The fact that like always lifting the bar just because you're earning more. You know what I mean? Like, do you really need to spend five hundred pound on on no, shoes? Even if you are a millionaire, you probably don't need no, you to. Don't. You choose to. You right? choose to. And and I think sometimes that argument of oh, it's relative to me, so 500 pounds to me is like 50 pounds to you. It's fine for one standpoint, but, you know, I don't think it's it's watertight as you would think. No, it, is, it isn't, it isn't. But, I mean, that's that's it. I don't want to get too technical with economic stuff mm-hmm. because, you know, we, yeah. We Why not? We you want to do another podcast on economics, don't you? <laughs> We're going to call it Frank's Corner. <laughs> 
I like that name. Bro, it's what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. Anyway, <laughs> what are their marketing and pricing strategies? Mm. Well, I think most people will know, but from yeah. what from your yeah. research? That was probably um, the most interesting part of what I found when mm. I was doing the research. So um, there's this uh, marketing professor. His name is Vincent Bastien. Or, okay. Or Bastien, maybe. He's French. I ain't going to know, From um, HEC. HEC Paris, a very reputable university in Paris. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, he wrote an article just basically going through the different strategies that um, companies use for their products, etc. So he broke down these three, I don't know, s- sectors or compartments, whatever, mm-hmm. um, where he said, so there's a, there's a fashion strategy where the aim is just to bring out products that are fashionable. Okay. So the quality is important, but it's not the most important. Uh, and with fashion, fa- with a fashion strategy, your whole thing is to be. Whenever something comes out, you want to be the first person to bring. That's it what out. Zara do. Exactly. Yeah, Zara, as we mentioned prime before. Example, prime very. Example. I, I look at it very differently now. Yeah, it's very effective. Yeah. But you're not. You know, it's the, the products aren't great, but mm. they're fashionable. Therefore, people will buy it. Of course, of course. Then there was the other one, which was, which was the premium one, which I mentioned earlier. It's just it's the quality is better than the. The, fa- the fashion ones but okay. it's just a little bit more expensive but with that your quality to price ratio is what you're looking at so given what you're getting how much are you paying yeah of course it, of course that's it and then there's the luxury one um, which basically gives you the highest brand value um, has the highest price and power and again it's it's to do with giving you an experience focus on like the heritage got you craftsmanship um small it's, it's always small <coughs> there's something prestigious about it and also the clients who they're selling to are prestigious that's yeah, of course thing. so that's the luxury <coughs> luxury sector or whatever and with that he made these points he made quite a few, i think it was about 21 points i'm not gonna name all how of many them to 21 okay well but i'm not gonna name all of them please I don't think i've got <laughs> like six <laughs> or seven which was really really interesting um okay. you sound so excited bro. the first one he says for for luxury companies, this is the the the, the luxury goods companies. This is the strategy they use to sell okay. their products, right? Their marketing strategy. Okay, they don't respond to a rise in demand. Right? Oh, really? They don't. Their supply is fixed. Mm. They don't respond to a rise in demand. So even if more people are buying, great. That's exactly what they want. They're not gonna. Once the season is done, it's done. Yeah. They're not gonna bring out a top up, nothing. Of course. Yeah, that's the first thing. I, I, I get that though. It makes it more yeah. you know unique. So they don't listen to customers. The reason being, if they did that, they would be almost in line with the norm. And they yeah, don't want to be in line with the norm. They always want to be different. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And they make it difficult for clients to buy their products. Which yeah. at first I didn't get. But then it kinda makes sense because these designer stuff, designer bags, a lot of them you can't just find them in any shop. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're specific yeah. places you'll find them in. So again, you products are difficult for clients to buy obviously within reason um i think at their price point those their, their, their market can find a way yeah th- this is it and the, the marketing is targeted so in i, I get it actually in a sec um, <laughs> good the role of advertising is not to sell so they don't advertise to sell uh-huh. they advertise to raise awareness okay and when they advertise again it's targeted but every now and then they they advertise beyond their target group simply so that these other people that can't afford it they are can aware still of see it, it. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. aware of it but they can't afford it you know that's very so important. smart and it's very important that they do that apparently. that is extreme no but exactly why because yeah. when i've now gonna spend ridiculous amount of money on it i want everyone to look at it and be awed in awe of it yeah, if they don't know what it is yeah. they're not going to be in awe of it this i'm not going to feel great in it this i don't want it, it. 
You know so, what I mean? So people that can't afford it should be able to recognize it, but they shouldn't be able to afford it, right? Because you only wow. want a few people to afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Kalisha or Sam mentioned this last week, but they raise their prices as time goes on. Mm. So it, that could be every few months or so, just to, to keep up to wherever they are. Wow. So yeah, wow. if, yeah, they raise their prices that often. Um, they do not test the market, so they don't bring stuff out. They don't have focus groups, yeah, none yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They just bring something out and that's it, done. I'm boycotting fashion, man. <laughs> I'm boycotting. I'm going to be the Prince of Primark. That's, that's my new that. hashtag. But, but that's what Apple used to do, right? Or still do. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Um, and then they do not sell openly on the internet. So, again, specific products you can only find in yeah, specific, specific places. Yeah, outlets. You probably even have to be invited to buy it, maybe, or something. You get, like. I know they do that with cards. That's another stuff. thing where they will... Um, they outsource the so someone like American Express. American Express will hold an event for a specific number of their clients, in in combination with say Chanel. So then specific exclusive products just for that clientele. Got so you. Stuff like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that's that's their marketing strategy in in essence. Well, that's how it, they market they sell. Which after you know when i was reading i was like this is really crazy but it, it makes sense it does it, it does sense. i think when you understand the mind of their consumer it makes yeah, sense it makes sense but again this was like a 12 page document or something so it's, mm. there's a lot more i'm just touching the surface as, as cool usual. cool you got a soft copy of that right i do cool yeah you can put that on the show notes <laughs> i do mm-hmm. you can put it on show notes bro yeah, yeah i will is that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, cool. Now that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, who buys the most luxury goods, and how are you gonna how are we define that? We're gonna do that by place in society, race. How how are we breaking it down? Um, I think si- simply put, it's it's those that can afford it that buy it, right? Mm. Simply put, mm, affordability. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, actually, no, no, that's not true. Even if people that can't afford it still buy it. Exactly. Fine, fine. Exactly. But, but you, you could say it's those that can afford that actually do most of the buying. Got you. Okay, so in terms of the entire market, they're yeah, still the lion's they're share. Still the, they're still the lion's share. Um, I had some some stuff on... Wait, the question was who buys the most of yeah. it, right? Who buys the most of it? Yeah. Hold on. I feel kind of thrown off. <laughs> You should see this guy with this book of graphs. No, I've, I've taken pictures. Bloody geek, man. <laughs> anyway, guys, you can listen to me while Francis does his research. Well, well, well. well. Oh, it's not even live, so we can pause it right now. I'm editing this the hell out. <laughs> um, wait, is that one of the questions? Hold on. Okay, I've, um, I must have missed that one then. Hold on. I'm sure that's what I wrote. Okay. I read, sorry. Fine, my bad. I must no, have no, missed no. that one. Yeah, who buy, no, who buys the most of luxury clothing was the exact wording. Yeah, I must have missed that one. Okay. okay. Do you want to skip it? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, man. So next one is, are most designers actually the same firm? Um, No, they're not. That was also interesting to read because I, I was actually expecting to see that there's like one company which earns like four, five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like again, actually, you see that in cars. Yeah, you see that in cars. You see, even you see that with um, no? a lot of the, the, the fashion retail groups kind of thing. Okay, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, Zara, yeah, yeah. Zara's owned by Interdex, which owns um, Massimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see it though. So yeah. like, I know like Burt and Topman, they yeah, were owned by this because exactly. it was in the same yeah. building. But with these luxury companies, it's not, it's very oh, different. really? Yes. They come from like fashion houses. How, how, go on, explain. They, yeah, they do. So the, w- one of the things that stood out is a lot of them have this rich family heritage. Ah. So it started some, I don't know, 50, 100 years ago. 
and uh, one thing unique about um, companies like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whatever, although they're all listed, which means we can buy shares in them, the bulk are still held by the family. Ah. Yeah, so um, something like um, uh, Prada. So Prada is still 80% owned by the Prada family. Well, that's yeah. a that's a high percentage. Yeah, it's very but high. once again, very smart. They keep control, yeah, creative exactly. control as well, which exactly. is important in the industry. Yeah. Prada is very high. Uh, uh, Louis Vuitton is forty seven percent. Okay. Um, and the lowest one was Hugo Boss. It's like no point no no one or something. Wow. Yeah, okay. Really, really low. Yeah. So so yeah, they're they're not all the same. There's not one company that holds all of them. Mm. But what you could argue is there's definitely um, I don't know, private rich individuals that have set up companies or funds which buy shares in all of these right so they they might have huge holdings yeah they might have certain voting rights etc etc got you got you they they have some influence on the industry as a whole basically yeah but yeah they're they're mainly family owned still which yeah maybe that's their success is partly due to that right yeah maybe i don't know Um, cool and last bit is how do you invest in luxury goods? So I remember from one of the early episodes you mentioned that you helped Kalisha do that, right? Um, invest in a luxury yes. goods fund. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just basically, you know, yeah. I'd imagine most of our listeners are into fashion. So how would they do it if they yeah. wanted to? So the, Disclaimer, the, don't do it. The way that I did it and Kalisha did it is we bought, we bought um, units in the um, premium brands fund. Okay. So this is, it's, it's basically a fund or put a different way. It's a company that buys shares in other companies. Mm-hmm. But it only buys shares in premium brand companies. So it buys shares in all these Prada, Gucci, whatever. But not just fashion. It also buys, like, it holds Apple. Mm. It holds anything which is expensive. Got you. There was got this you. luxury holiday company. Yeah, okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Got you. So any, yeah. So that's that's the, the focus on that one. So this that one is not just limited to luxury brands as in, I don't know, clothing brands, but other sectors as well. Yeah. But... If you wanted to just invest in clothing companies or these Gucci, Louis, etc., there's other funds that do just that. Um. And, and if not, you could just buy, I don't know, say you had £10,000 to play with, mm. which is a lot of money, obviously. Exactly. Just hypothetically speaking. But we'll get there soon. Yeah. soon, soon. Get there. I know you're already doing it. Yeah, soon. whatever, man. I'm coming, I'm you, coming, I'm you, coming. You could just simply <laughs> buy £1,000 worth of 10 different companies, right? Mm. And that's it. You've basically bought yeah, 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 the, yeah, the sector. It's it's um so that the the luxury goods as a sector is actually again it's very different. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago we spoke about technology, yeah, and I was talking about what makes the technology sector different from other sectors, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the luxury goods sector um, has also has its unique characteristics, whatever. In the last ten years, most of their growth has come from China or from emerging markets. Not surprised again. Yeah, not surprised. So, so Chinese buyers are growing. Mm. Even the, them as travelers is growing as well, actually. Yes, and that's another area where they had large revenues from mm. is from people traveling. In yeah, other yeah. Countries as I think I've said it before, they're so restricted within their country. I can imagine that if they've got money, travel will appeal. Will appeal. Yeah, they do. And um, I, I looked at the the price and power of all these different companies. So <coughs> they how they measure the price and power is is basically who can charge the most. Yeah. And they're using handbags. The price of the median price so handbags. Funny. Women, why, why is women, lady listeners? Because we've got a few. Why are handbags so important to you? Please, someone let me know Lord on Twitter. Knows. Yeah, knows. nonsense. Um, yeah, surprisingly, so the <coughs> most expensive median price handbag, this is just the median, right? So this doesn't mean all the handbags yeah, cost yeah, as yeah. much. Was um, from 
Bottega Veneta. Yeah, someone's mentioned it yesterday. I was oh, out. is it? Yeah, I was out with some friends. And Never heard like, of them. Me neither. But they're the me most. Ex- they have the most expensive yeah. handbag, um, medium price. Yeah. Um, One of my friends li- was talking about their man bag, which I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Louis is second, followed by Prada. Okay. And uh, Ferragamo is more on the cheap side. Which I is, heard the rappers talk about that one too. Yeah, but actually, so the the Bottega Veneta is is um, two thousand one hundred. That's the medium price. Ferragamo is just over one thousand one thousand three hundred. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. Here's a quick question for you. You know, like back in the day, where some of the designers didn't like to be associated with rappers. Tommy Hilfiger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Do you think that's still the same? No. Absolutely. You think not. they're quite happy with it now? I think so. I would. I th- I don't know, and you know, I don't know if a certain Mister. I think so. We're not going to name. He could not be named. Yeah. Might be, have helped. You know, help that. But I don't know. Go on. What are you going to think? Um, say sorry. I, what was I going to say? Um, was that a snap? Why are they? Why yeah. they welcoming the kind yeah. of culture now? Okay, I forgot what I was going to say. But <laughs> even when you look at the the kind of celeb celebs that they have, mm. like, I don't know Rihanna. Yeah. Didn't she do something for Louis Vuitton? Probably. Probably. I don't know if Kanye's been accepted in, in that industry yeah. for a while now. So I think people are a little bit more open now. You got but Virgil again, at, uh, at LV, right? Virgil. What's ah, yeah, 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 that, well, yeah, wherever he is. Yeah, I think he leads menswear or something, something like right? that. The yeah. one that does off-white trainers. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, we think it is, but if you know any different, please yeah, let us yeah, know. yeah. If you're in the industry, fashion is really not my forte. N- neither mine. I so dip my my small toe in every now and yeah, again. But even when I was doing all this, I said. If only we we had invited someone from the kind of fashion industry, right? Yeah. That would have made a lot of sense. All right, then. Maybe we recap this later on down the road with somebody. So, Maybe. once again, if you're in the fashion industry, holler yeah, at us a, yeah, and us we'll do a, a recap shot. and you can give yeah, us a point of view from in the inside. Um, yeah. I think we need to get some more. We ain't had a guest for a hot minute. Mm. Um, no, we haven't. We haven't. But you know, you know our recipe, right? Yeah. You only bring on guests <laughs> to add value in areas that we have not, no idea. Yeah. Right? So but if, also, if you, if you wanted to come on a pod and we said no, don't be offended. Okay? <laughs> Many are called, few are chosen. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why are you alienating people, bro? What is wrong with you? This is why you're not head of PR, and I am. This is why. Because you, you. Bloody hell. Uh, Francis' comments are Francis's, and Francis is alone. And anyway. in no way, an indication of how we feel on the Making Sense podcast. Anyway. If you anyway. can, anyone can add value in any different way. Freaking I was talking Grinch. about price and <laughs> And then I also had an interesting chart on um, price differentials. So okay, go on. if you look at different countries, do the same goods sell for the same price? The answer is no. So is the difference big? Huge. So in France, hey, traveling. again, remember, these are all averages, right? All right? But in France, something, so a a designer goods that cost 100 euro, I guess, in, in China will cost 140. So there's a huge mm. difference. Yeah. So there's the, so so China mainland China is the most expensive place you can buy luxury goods. At, okay. Followed by Korea, Hong Kong, and UK was like was actually the second cheapest out of the countries. They Serious. Just, yeah. Uh, okay. So it's still expensive for us, but not looking comparably. at it from a global yeah. scale, it's actually it's it's not as yeah. Interesting. I I, I wonder what about the, the various cultures makes mm. that so. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't know. I guess with China and stuff, there's um there's a lot of there's so much demand for it. I, c- I think they can afford to increase. I think prices. that's going to be the thing. Maybe do you yeah. think it's the amount of disposable income now, and they're now newly rich people as well? Maybe there's so many. Yeah. I so they're exploring like, things that maybe they've not seen, yeah. but they've, they've seen on TV. Yeah. They can now afford yeah. it. I, I even I saw this this program where this woman, her job was 
So she she flies to Europe, wherever she buys designer stuff, takes it and and sells it in uh, China. But she has clients which specifically send her on these trips. But you know what's so funny? It used to be the reverse. Like you people used to, to China, China to, to buy, buy stuff to come sell here. Wow. And I'm sure people still do that, but it's crazy that you can do the same in reverse now. The tables have turned. You know? Um, yeah, they really have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, channel drivers. So where, which channels do designers sell most of their products in? Um, it's mainly retail. 70-80% is retail, which is not surprising. Yeah. And then there's some wholesale, wholesale as well. And then there's 0.5% in them licenses. I'm not really sure what that was, but it seems like they give people licenses to sell their products. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. That's something for you guys to research. Okay. Um, Something for you guys. Look at you delegating work. Who are you, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm talking to our listeners. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who are you, bro? On the behalf of our listeners. On the bus. But anyway. Uh, I told you a word, but I'm trying to be a good guy in 2018. The luxury sector. So it's grown massively from... So 1994, in total, in total, if you if you looked at the market value yeah. of all of the luxury companies, it was around 50, well, more like 60, 70 billion. Now that number is just over 250 billion. Yeah. So it's grown. Um, yeah, it's grown by a lot. Yeah, well, you know, we're becoming more vain as a culture, as yeah. a society. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the... Um, they have this chart, which I think we're not actually allowed to repost it because okay. this is paid research. But yeah, we're not allowed to repost oh, it. Is that from work? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But I, I just explain what's on it. But it's it's basically showing. Did you check that with HR, bro? That you even allowed to mention it? You gonna have to cut that out. Are you sh- are you sure? No, I'm allowed to mention it because I'm allowed to read it even outside of work. Okay, right? cool, cool. But cool. I'm not. I, I haven't said the name where it's from. So I edit all that stuff. Uh, cool, no risk. Yeah. Okay. Um. So eighty-five percent of luxury sales are sold to nationalities, making up less than one third of the global population. Mm-hmm. So what we're basically saying is the bulk of luxury good sales are sold to one third of all of the nations. Right. Got you. Yeah. So it's a very small amount mm-hmm. of the nations that are buying the bulk of the luxury goods. Yeah. And those nations as you can imagine a lot of them are in Asia uh, Korea China Japan India is also there and um, okay. yeah India's probably a lot of newly rich there as well yeah. oh. uh, Russia also there wow South Africa that's the only African country shock yeah um, yeah I think I think that's that kind of that's that's all I got so okay cool so to wrap up so I think we've gone over a nice number of t- uh, points on you know what is a luxury good you know the difference between a premium good what's just a fashion good you know the difference between buying something just because it's got an, a, a popular name on it versus buying something with craftsmanship yeah. you know rare materials all that kind of stuff how you would invest um what kind of companies to invest in um so we've gone over quite a bit um what would you say maybe what's your view like what what's like the one line you'd say your one takeaway from what you researched mm. Um, I guess it's it's a lot more there's a lot more thinking behind what they do than I actually thought yeah you thought it was just artistry I just thought it was a thing where um, yeah people people like expensive stuff you know people like designer mm. stuff so they just buy it but I didn't realise the amount of of work that goes on behind there I didn't actually think they will have strategies as such got you 
because I felt like yeah clearly someone like Chanel you have your own shops mm. you've been around for decades you don't need to advertise market do all that stuff really because people know the brand right mm. but they still do it they just do it differently yeah 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 I maybe they have to do it so we know the brand maybe especially in a short sighted or you know yeah. short sighted uh, society you know what I mean I don't know yeah, maybe. Uh, and the fact they've been around for so long you know they've developed the, the formula almost mm-hmm. you know what I mean or even the fact that there's loads of investors in the space now yeah. are giving their advice on okay this is how you do it operationally so it's not just a case of being a creative yeah they've gone and got someone okay how do I get my creativity out to the most people most people possible um, but no it's interesting um, I, I think it will continue to grow as I say we're becoming more image conscious and vainous yeah. culture yeah. as, a, as, a, as a whole yeah. uh, and it's interesting to see places like China you know, they've now got a lot of newly rich young people. There's a movie out about it, right? Young, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy rich Asian, Asian kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I heard it's not great. <laughs> so I'm not going to. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think the main takeaway for me is to look at fashion as not just something you can wear, but to invest in. And I do think that's yeah. that's that's a good shout. We're yeah, not... Yeah. yeah. And, and just think of all these brands you buy from, right? It's not even that difficult when yeah. you think about it. It's whatever you buy, if you think, if you Investing. own shares in that company, yeah just think about it yeah exactly like I, the, I think that's a good the, way of thinking the fund that me and Kalisha invested in so I was in it before mm. I think last year I made 20% on that. sick yeah it was huge this year it was doing very well until Brexit and stuff or and, uh, no war? until like September what happened around there September October so there was this um, it, it's partly trade wars yeah. but there's just, just a lot of selling in the market as well there was this huge slump right well, every sector okay. got hit and they got hit as well interesting yeah but what if that's just general uncertainty people selling up I think it's all, it's all part of that mm. I, I don't actually think there's a main one main one yeah, reason I don't think so okay but okay. it was doing well it's down now but you know yeah still more than my ISA gives me so sick sick cool so right, yes uh, as always please uh, like, comment, subscribe, share, tweet, retweet, you name it. If we put our polls, uh, participate. Thank you for everyone that did, especially on the Brixton one I did recently. We did recently. We did recently. Um, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm taking credit for stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, once that's another one. Come back next week. Oh yeah, what did we learn this week? What did you learn this week? What did I learn this week? Uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier before we started recording. What? about Nike and LVMH yeah. and they're pri- back in the, the fact that they're back in China. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting to yeah. see. Um, and I think it's, and I'll go on to another point, it's interesting to see some of these big companies take a political stand. Or, yeah. You know, so... That's, that's kind of new as well. It is. So Nike really... taking a stand with Kaepernick, yeah. you know, and I'm sure there's going to be a commercial reason behind that. But the fact they took that stand, I don't think it happens 10, yeah. 20 years ago, maybe. Um, yeah, there's always a commercial reason. Exactly, and I, and I can't blame them. They're no, a commercial entity. I think it's fine. It is completely if, fine. If, if it means you're doing good, whilst yeah. you be, why not? Exactly, because I think, uh, my whole thing is, I think 10, 20 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, even if it was commercially beneficial, I don't think they would have taken that stand yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Just on the, the principle of not going against the grain. So the fact that they will do that now says something. Might yeah. not be a utopia, but it says yeah. something. Um, so that's why. Okay. So yeah, the fact that uh, LVMH and Nike are standing behind China in kind of one of the points that are being argued in the trade war. Um, I didn't learn anything. I'm sure he did. He just doesn't like to share. Or he shares very specifically. Uh, but yeah, once again, guys, thanks for listening. Peace. If you heard Francis, he's letting someone in. Come again next week. Bye, guys. Peace.